0: Why do we sound so good? Because we're at Dead Aunt Thelma's studio, and Mike Moore is engineering for us. Thanks, Dead Aunt Thelma's. Thanks, Mike. Hey, everybody. I'm Susanna Mars, and welcome to Adventures in Artslandia. Today, I'm sitting across from Norman Wen. He is currently in his third season as the associate conductor of the Oregon Symphony. Hi. Hello. Thanks it's, for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. It's so great to see you. You're such a young person, and when I think about you're standing before this huge orchestra, <laughs> what's it like to come into a new orchestra and uh, stand at the helm? Well,
1: it's it's definitely exciting. There's a, there's a bit of nerves before the first rehearsal
2: mm-hmm.
1: for me, at least. And but I always sort of fall back on my preparation, and and usually musicians in the orchestra have a great attitude and they want someone, a young conductor to succeed on the podium. So it's always a good positive environment.
0: Right. It must be very humbling in a way, or I know throughout my career, uh, learning from people and having that authenticity or that vulnerability I guess to step into something where there are many people with a lot of experience that you can really learn from but you have to be open to it.
1: Right, exactly. And and that's 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 sort of the the fine balance mm-hmm. that a young conductor has because I'm stand on the podium and there might be a piece like Beethoven's 5th symphony where they've probably played it more times than I've listened to it. And yeah. so it's it's this fine balance of what can I bring that's new and fresh.
0: Right. And generating those relationships, I would imagine, where yep. you are an associate and you're developing these relationships and you can have these great conversations probably about this work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's exciting.
1: I love it. Yeah,
0: I can see that. <laughs> now, I had the pleasure of watching you conduct the Pirates of the Caribbean fil- film, The Black Pearl, mm-hmm. last season. And that was just a total blast. I mean just arriving in the space is so different than most any other concert. The ages of the patrons, mm-hmm. lots of young people, people in costumes, you know, what is it like to look out there and see this energy?
1: So you're you're talking about our popcorn package yes. where we where we play the the movie live right above the orchestra and the orchestra provides this the film score mm-hmm. live. And That the energy that the audience brings is it really ignites a fire for me and the musicians on stage. It's Mm -hmm. it's just to to walk on stage and hear usually a sold out audience holler and scream and applause. I mean, you you don't get that really in a classical series because people want you know they're being polite. But Mm -hmm. uh, so it's it's always it's just so exciting to do those movies and and to hear the appreciation from the audience.
0: It must be somewhat surreal. I was sitting pretty close, and I could see uh, the... Was it an iPad or a computer that you were conducting from? hmm And to be seeing the film, you've got all those players in front of the film, then you have, you know, a master score. Right. Do you just go into some zen place? Sometimes, mm-hmm. yes.
1: It, 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 usually... It, there are so many different, um, cues that I'm receiving. So cues from the orchestra, uh, cues from the monitor that you're talking about that gives me sort of a a tempo indication or what measure I'm on or some, a scene that needs to line up, uh, or listening to the full score or making sure that I'm Giving cues to musicians because sometimes the trombones are resting for five scenes and then they come in. Mm -hmm. Um, So sometimes it can be overwhelming, but it's it's I like that pressure to try to bring everything together, and uh, it's 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 something that it's it's a thrill.
0: Mm, Well, and it's so exciting too because probably a lot of these concerts are some young people's first experience in a concert hall seeing a full orchestra mm-hmm. what what do you hope that they leave with
1: for the star trek concert for the first time we had a reception after for both of the concerts and i got to hear a lot of the feedback from audience members they were for it was for our popcorn subscribers mm-hmm. to attend and my favorite part is when they say you know i i didn't pay attention to the i had to catch myself and say oh there's a movie playing because i i'm so focused on what's happening on stage and uh, with the musicians or the, the violinist or cellos playing these fast John Williams notes uh, that are flourishing all over the place and, and they have to sort of, oh, wow, this is a live, they have this aha moment where what they're hearing, the music that they're hearing is being produced right in front of them hmm. and that's a really powerful Message, I think, for for audiences who experience an orchestra for the first time.
0: Mm-hmm. It's exciting too, I think, because we have such a wonderful orchestra, mm-hmm. you know, and they're a group of individuals who are highly experienced and yes. beautiful artists. Just to appreciate what they can bring.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I love I love everyone in the Oregon Symphony. They're they're just they're really great to, Mm. to work with.
0: And you travel quite a bit. You go all over and conduct lots of genres. How do Mm -hmm. you prepare yourself to be able to address certain styles of music? Uh, do you find yourself approaching it differently or always similarly? It's
1: pretty similar. So my, my training is in the, the standard classical orchestral repertoire, Mm -hmm. uh, Brahms, Beethoven, Strauss, uh, but it sometimes the 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 preparation process is the same. There's I always have to put. I always find myself okay. It's it's time. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to put the time in to learn this John Williams score or um, or Beethoven or I you know I cover for all of the classics concerts. So mm-hmm. my mind is constantly being brought back and forth with these different genres. But mm-hmm. I think my preparation is is always the same. It's. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes it's in front of the piano or sometimes it's with my laptop and the click track going.
0: Mm-hmm. And wh- how did you get your arts education? How did you come to music in the first place?
1: I So I joined middle school band in seventh grade on the French horn. Mm-hmm. That didn't work out at all. And I begged my teacher to let me switch to the trombone because my cousin had played the trombone and I just always wanted to play that instrument. And
0: no wonder you brought up trombones early. <laughs> right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and and finally he let me switch to the trombone and and it, it just it was just a natural fit for me and mm. just took off on on that and
2: mm-hmm.
1: went to undergrad for a music education at the University of Alabama, started studying conducting and then went to the Peabody Institute up in Baltimore mm-hmm. for grad work, specifically for orchestral conducting.
0: Who are some of your favorite uh, conductors, people who have really inspired you?
1: Well, well, let's see. The performance that inspired me to really go into orchestral conducting, because mm-hmm. I was on the band route for mm-hmm. a long time, mm-hmm. was uh, Simon Rattle. Mm-hmm. It was his performance of Mahler Two that I actually watched on YouTube with um, the City of Birmingham Symphony. And so Simon Rattle, I sort of grew up musically with him in the Berlin Digital, Berlin Philharmonic Digital Concert Hall, which was an amazing resource. And um, I really enjoy Simeon Bichkov, who's a Russian composer mm-hmm. or a conductor. And there are a lot of, there are a, lot, a handful of of names that I've mm-hmm. come to enjoy.
0: Mm, it's lovely. So, there's going to be another popcorn series concert uh, the weekend of February 16th as well, that you're not conducting, but it's Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban in mm-hmm. concert, which is another John Williams score.
1: It's his last one in the Harry Potter series.
0: Yeah, fascinating. So, so much fun. As an arts educator, you're at the helm of all these kids' concerts. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think, or how do you think, music is relevant to young people today?
1: kids in in general music let's 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 so I'm talking about kids in elementary school mm-hmm. when they take their general music classes uh, or courses they're singing and they're they're playing uh, the flute and they're they're one of the big things that the sort of the, the the target age for this is third to fourth k through let's say k to fifth grade
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and what they're really trying to develop is their sense of emotion and and mm-hmm. trying to experience or know how to to feel and and to be able to articulate what they're feeling Mm -hmm. and so I think music can help with that because it's it's such a subjective art form subjective Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and and that kids can feel Anything, mm-hmm. and it can be completely different than what their friend thought or felt with a certain piece. So I think experiencing emotion and be able being able to connect to to great music is is one thing I think that kids can relate to.
0: I love that you brought up the the piece about emotion because it's such a wonderful way to experience emotion. That in a way um, helps young people, I would think, separate from. Being personally, it's acknowledging emotion in a way that helps them separate it out. You Mm -hmm. know, how I think kids can maybe be... Yeah,
1: that's a great point. You
0: know, having emotion, it might not be looked upon as something positive, but when you're experiencing it through music, you Mm -hmm. can kind of make it less personal. Right, you can sort of
1: separate the two, a personal yeah. experience to, oh, this is, this is, or a, a composer's emotion, mm-hmm. what they're trying to portray in the
0: music. Yeah. The way when the violin sings a certain way that it feels melancholy mm-hmm. or all those wonderful words to help describe right. emotion. Um, what comprises a, a conductor's warm-up? Do you have to develop, do you conduct with your right arm or your left?
1: <laughs> it's both. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they, they usually say that the right arm Keeps the time and mm-hmm. the left arm is used for expression. Mm. Uh, but no
0: matter if you're right handed or left handed,
1: correct. Although there are a couple of there are very few conductors. I think Donald Runicles is left handed and he conducts with his baton mm-hmm. in the left hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if he's listening to this, then I don't know. but he'll,
0: he'll, <laughs> he'll give us a call, right? Exactly. <laughs>
1: uh, but it's mostly with the, the right hand. But what I do is before. <laughs> It's a bit silly, but in my dressing room, I sort of swing my arms around. I stretch because it's – for doing the – especially the big loud sections in movies, mm-hmm. Star Trek, there was – I think the longest scene where we didn't play was a minute
0: mm-hmm. and 20
1: seconds. Oh but it was goodness. constant. The whole – music was playing the whole time.
0: Oh, I never thought about that. That's really extensive. It's, it's
1: a lot of arm waving. Mm-hmm. And so th- to prevent injury, I, I, I try to stretch and I, I work out and – Backstage, before I go on to stage, I sort of stretch my legs. And I'm jumping all over the place and mm-hmm. swinging my arms around in front of me and mm-hmm. just getting loose. Right. Uh, so that's that's my warm up. If I have to talk to the audience, I'll do a couple of
0: whoa, warm up <laughs> techniques.
1: <laughs> but. That's all behind a door
0: <laughs> that, that's interesting. Uh, I think it's must be fun and also somewhat challenging to develop that relationship with your audience, who I know they love when conductors talk mm-hmm. how you begin that conversation right you and know. and one
1: one warm-up I actually do all the time if I always practice and rehearse my opening line mm-hmm. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Oregon Symphony here at the Arlene Schnitzer Concert Hall. If we haven't met before, my name is Norman Huen. We're so excited that you're here. And then, because I, I I'm terrible at memorizing a script, mm-hmm. but if I feel like I have something to anchor onto at the beginning, mm-hmm. then I can just let it flow out after that. Hmm. Uh, but I that's one of my warm up warm ups is to say the opening opening line and sometimes transitions.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, because music is live, and it's a live experience, and so Mm -hmm. you're obviously extremely knowledgeable about the work you're doing, and also ideas may flow into your mind about something pertinent that happened in a day that might help audiences really enjoy this particular piece. Mm -hmm. So you've been in Portland now for three years? Two and a half
1: years, Mm -hmm. I think.
0: How are you liking Portland?
1: I love Portland so much, yes. I I don't come out to Selwood... Very much, mm-hmm. is, which is where we're at right mm-hmm. now. Dead Aunt
0: Thelma's studio. Plug in. Hi, Mike Moore.
1: <laughs> and so every time I f- discover a new place, I mean, I was just walking around here before we started. And it's mm-hmm. such a cool little neighborhood. And I'm thinking, well, maybe I want to move out here. And <laughs> 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 but yeah, I, I love that there's so much to find in mm-hmm. Portland. What's your favorite food? My favorite food is Ramen.
0: I, what's your favorite noodle place?
1: My favorite noodle
0: place
1: is... Because I'm a noodle fiend. Are you? Mm-hmm. Mm, so my favorite place is Marukin, Marukin on mm-hmm. That's But all of them, I like a lot of different places for different things. Depends on the mood.
0: This is really off the subject, but I mean, it's not off the subject of noodles. <laughs> but there was this restaurant critic named Jonathan Gold who died... Uh, not too long ago. And I was so fascinated by his diving into the world of noodles and oh. all the different regional noodles because I love pho, for instance. Me too. And I thought, oh, a pho noodle is a one type of noodle. But it turns out it's not at all. There are all sorts of regionalisms mm. mm-hmm. in the noodle world. Sidebar. (laughs) Now for something completely different. (laughs) So you're also doing a really lovely concert with the bassist Edgar Meyer. Mm -hmm. And you're going to include Copeland's Appalachian Spring, Mm -hmm. which is one of my favorites. And of course even if you don't think you know it, probably if you heard certain parts of it, you you would say that's the commercial for Zabadoodle. Right,
1: right. (laughs) And
0: um, so you really do a lot of genres. Right. Also, Um, again, you're just studying scores and taking them as they come.
1: Mm -hmm. About, I would say 80% of my job and my time that I spend on music Mm -hmm. is in my apartment studying scores. Mm Mm-hmm. but that that program, I mean, it's it's such a wide. It, that's also a it's an, an Americana program. But mm-hmm. um, the, we're opening with Appalachian Spring, which is standard in the Amer- with the American orchestra, and he's playing two concerti. one of his uh, concertos that he composed himself, which mm. is it's very contemporary with like a hint of bluegrass and folk mm-hmm. elements, and and then a Botticini bass concerto, which is an early work mm-hmm. um and then on the to end the concert we're playing william grant stills afro-american symphony his first symphony and so it's just yeah you're like you're saying it's a lot of different genres in in one program mm-hmm. but but it's all yeah it's all music and right. you know that there's this saying I, we've heard, probably heard it before is that there's two kinds of music good music and bad music <laughs> I think Duke Ellington might have said that. I think um, you're right. I think.
0: Yeah. We'll look it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what is something that fascinates you?
1: Well, in the summertime, mm-hmm. when, or whenever I'm in a place where I can see the night sky and the stars, mm-hmm. like this past summer, Mars mm-hmm. was really bright mm-hmm. in the sky. I mean, just this huge red dot. Mm. Uh and I always look up, and I just—it's—I've been in a—I was in a place where there was very little light pollution, out in Aspen, Colorado, and you're you're like at eight thousand feet base, and so the the sky seems that much bigger, and you can see the Milky Way, and um, and i i just looking up, it's that's a very humbling experience to mm. to feel how small you are compared to all of these, this looking basically at light that is from from millions of years ago, you know, that's finally reaching us. But so I, I got Neil grass Tyson's mm. physics for people who are too busy or something, mm-hmm. which is a great, great, I, it, some of it went over my head mm-hmm. a little bit, but it's, it just, it sort of, it puts everything into perspective. Yeah. And so, yeah, looking up.
0: That fascinates me. Yeah, it's interesting. Sometimes if I feel a little bit nervous about a performance or something, I'll walk outside for a minute and just take in the world around me. And it is such a quick way to kind of see that sense of Mm -hmm. smallness in the grand scheme of things, which I love, you know, at night Mm -hmm. looking up at the stars. Oh, right. I'm a tiny grain of sand. Like it's
1: it's all good. This is why I think... Living in Oregon and and somewhere with mountains is mm. such so great is because you are seeing things that are way bigger than you are. Mm.
0: Do you do a lot of hiking? I do a okay
1: amount of hiking. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I think everyone says, "Oh, I'm a hiker," but I I go out when when I'm sort of have plans to go out hiking, and I always enjoy it. So
0: yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Perfect place for it. So, any thoughts on a courageous act that you've witnessed or? a way in which you've done something courageous, something that was challenging for you?
1: Yes. (laughs) So I recently did this conducting engagement at an education concert, and we had a young violinist who was, I think, 10 years old. Mm. And she played... um, this violin solo that was accompanied by orchestra in front of thousands of kids. Mm. And I just thought, wow, I, there was no way I could have done something like this when I was 10 years old in front of these professional musicians wow. and in front of her peers, which is also very nerve-wracking. So right. I always encourage extra applause and, and sort of give her a lot of high praise, oh. gave her a lot of high praise because it's I feel like that's a very courageous thing to do.
0: I agree. It's so fascinating to see these small acts. I guess they're not really small at all. They're really big. (laughs) Um, That's fantastic. So the popcorn series is something that's really wonderful that you can enjoy. And you can find lots of information about how to get tickets and when they are at ORsymphony.org. And so here's another fun question for you after a show, how mm-hmm. do you cool down?
1: How do I cool down? That takes hours to <laughs> sort of get off the high of of a post-performance, I'm sure you know, with mm-hmm. um, with your performing. And usually I like to go back to my apartment, drink a glass of wine, Oregon Pinot, mm-hmm. and just veg out to Netflix or something. <laughs> <laughs> just not think about anything. Or sometimes I just like to sit in silence Mm. and because everything has just been so stimulating the Mm -hmm. last couple of hours Mm -hmm. to just like that
0: unwind unwind so last question is there a film that you'd love to play the score for live
1: yes and that is uh hook
0: oh no kidding that's one of
1: my favorite john williams scores and they're spielberg films is Oh, it's so good.
0: Oh, that sounds fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how do you how does one go about trying to find the rights and the well, ability been, to do such right. a thing?
1: <laughs> I sort of suggested it to when I was in LA to be like,
0: "Hey, you guys should start packaging
1: this this film and mm-hmm. and put it out for orchestras."
0: Interesting, because
1: I think it it would bring. I was a kid when it came out, ninety mm-hmm. three like or something. Mm-hmm. And so I think it would bring out my generations, and now they have children, and, or, you know, vice versa, right. and their parents. So it'd be a great way to bring in families.
0: Nice. Well, I hope everybody who's listening is going to go and participate in the Popcorn Series, see the concert you're going to be conducting uh, with Edgar Meyer. There's so many wonderful things happening at Oregon Symphony. So check out the website, orsymphony.org. And thank you, Norman, so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. A pleasure. Thanks for listening to Adventures in Artslandia. Download the Artslandia app on iTunes where you're going to find a comprehensive arts calendar that's the best in the West. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Artslandia.